Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Life Coach Steve Rowell. Today is Tuesday, March the 12th, 2019. It's 8 a.m. in New York, 5 a.m. in Los Angeles. It's actually 12 noon in London and Sydney, Australia. I think you're around 11 a.m. But wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today, your daily dose of happy. I think it was actually 11 p.m., but that's all right. Anyway... We're back to uh, doing the podcast in uh, in our daylight savings time mode here in America, which hasn't quite hit Europe yet. Although, Steve, from what I understand, that you get that in about three weeks. Is that right? Oh, to be honest, I've got absolutely no idea. No idea. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> I, I was just wait, 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 until, wait until my um, mobile phone changes the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> yeah, I know it's no, I was just reaching for one of those interesting, obscure facts that doesn't have any kind of negative consequence, so it's a nice light way to start the show. That's all it is, so <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> but we were talking about the um, – before the show, we were talking about how we're both doing a lot of work this week, and that's a good thing. I mean, we've had, uh, I'm sure, our own individual reasons why we needed to, um, and the the thing, of course, is that when you're feeling the need to do that kind of work – in a big, big way, that usually means there's something going on that's not exactly high contrast, let's put it that way. Um, so you're, you're trying to uh, deal with what's going on. And hey, let's be honest, that's what happens with a lot of life, right? Just just dealing with what goes on. Um, but the good news is that we are doing the work, right? And when we do that work, it, it, it has a cumulative effect. And, and it's easy to forget that, but I, I think it's really important because that I mean, I was talking with Louis D'Souza on Monday morning after that podcast that we did that, that morning, and uh, we were both agreeing that the more that you do this, the better you get at it, and uh, I, I, I told him then I was really, really determined to, to do some serious focusing uh, yesterday, which I did, and he told me, well, the vibe that I was giving him was that it was about 70% true, which was pretty good. And and I agreed because, you know, back when I first started Law of Attraction, my commitment was like 3%. So that that's a huge jump. <laughs> and I think that happens cumulatively. That's my theory. I mean, do you think so? What do you think? It does indeed. I mean, I, I, I think we, we as you work through your life, when you start doing this stuff, when you first first start on your journey with, with the, the LOA stuff, mm-hmm. it's it, it feels really, really difficult. Yeah. It's, Scary, it feels unknown, and um, I think once you start using it and gradually building up your confidence with it, which is it's a gradual process. It's not just you can't just instantly change your belief systems into a new way of thinking. You can't suddenly think, oh, okay, so the law of attraction, I can have anything and create anything I want. So, okay, I'll, I'll create a million dollars now. When you've been earning less than ten thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. for the last twenty, thirty years, it's, it's not something that you can just switch and turn right. on like that. You've got to, what we've talked about, again, it's this micro-shifting thing, isn't it? So you gradually, I suppose that's what it is, the, the gradual um, the gradual move and the gradual build-up of confidence around what you're doing. Mm. In effect, small little micro-shifts in your belief system gradually through, through the weeks, months, years that, that you're using this stuff. Uh, and it gradually builds up to a point where you've got, like you say, 75% believe in it when you first started you were sort of one two three percent and yeah. now it's, it's it's grown to that level over that period of time which is fantastic because you, you're at a point now where you're almost at 100 well i know we're getting close and i sometimes wonder what does it feel like to be at 100 percent 
you know, when you have that level of focus. I mean, I was last night, last night I actually did something I did, I have not done for months now. I didn't sleep. I, I slept for four hours and then I was awake. I actually got up. I did some work, went back to bed about three hours later. Um, tried to sleep the last couple hours that were available to me. Couldn't do it, you know, so just wasn't able to get into that sleep mode. So I figured, well, I'm lying here. I might as well just, I might as well do something with it. So I tried to see what I could do in, in terms of just keeping my focus where I wanted to. And, and, you know, 70% was about right. About seven times out of 10, seven minutes out of 10 or whatever you want to measure it. Um, I was able to keep my mind focused on where I wanted. And then the other three, 30%, it would just kind of slide off to, you know, the subconscious tape playing of some kind. Um, whether it be mu- yeah, yeah. music playing in, in the back of my head or, you know, some topic I didn't want to go to or whatever. But, you know, 70-30 is good. I, but I just, I, I like the idea of, like you said, 100%. Can you imagine 100%? Can you imagine what it's like to always have that ideal focus every single day? I mean, wow. <laughs> that, that, that That's almost mind-blowing. It'd be great to do it every single day. I, I think I do do that sometimes. Yeah. Um when I'm riding, like we talked about before, riding the wave mm. of, um, of being on that 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 wave of energy that you that you've got. So, for example, the stuff that, I mean, the stuff with the uh, with the church and everything. I, I I focused on that so much and in such a positive way with the outcomes that I wanted and how that feel to me once it was all done. Um, that I, I went into those meetings. I already knew exactly what people were going to say and what they were going to do because I'd already visualised all this and I already felt the feeling. So I 100% knew what the outcomes were going to be and how it was all going to pan out and exactly mm-hmm. that happened. Mm-hmm. So and being in that place is absolutely awesome but then it's got to the stage now where the um, the newspaper articles ready to go. I've had the interview. It's all been done. Um, that was difficult for me because it brought up some of the past, past feelings and things that I had to go back through. Oh, yeah. So I had to... Uh, Deal and work through those. Um, but then, then the main part is it, it's, it's, it's gone on two weeks now and the article keeps getting pulled every Sunday. No. Because of, because of things happening in, in, that are obviously time sensitive. My right. piece isn't really time sensitive. Right. So I understand why. It's fine. But I'm focusing on it not being pulled. I'm focusing on not wanting it to be pulled, and this mm. is what I've been doing. So I'm creating it being pulled every week. <laughs> Isn't that annoying? You, you think you got it? You're like, oh no, I did, I did it wrong. I didn't do it the way I wanted to do it. Oh no. <laughs> and um, that's that's what I've been doing. So I, I, I had to have a session with with my coach, um, just just to bring that up and say, look, this is, I, know, I know what I'm doing. I've accepted what I'm doing, but I'm, I'm just I'm just stuck and struggling to to change that. That mindset, because I, I do get stuck sometimes. Everybody does. I mean, it's, it's oh, just sure. normal. We're human. Um, and since then, I've been for trying. Well, I've been focusing on other things that I'm wanting in my life, and just letting that. I've let that go now. And just yeah, it'll happen when it happens. And I'm not going to focus on it so much. I'll focus on the stuff that I'll get moving forward from that. So I'm speaking to the charity. I'm speaking to these other people that are involved in in what I want to do next, and focusing on those things instead of the actual article. Mm-hmm. Um, so this Sunday it's going to get published. All right. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> I love that. And the fact is that, like you said, you focus on on the negative that doesn't work. But when you focus on what you want instead, that's the part that works. So yeah. th- th- obviously, that's the story you want to be telling yourself. Do you get the same experience that I get, where if I am 
if I'm dealing with something that I don't want and I have this rock of desire and I've, I'm trying to change over to what I do want and often I'll go through what you just did, uh, you know, what you just described of, oh, I, I don't want that, I don't want that, I don't want that. And I'll come to the realization, nope, we can't do it that way. And then I'll start trying to tell the new story. Do you ever come to the, do you ever get the experience that the new story is so much shorter than the old story? Because that's what it always seems like to me. It seems like the, the old story, man, I could go on about that one forever. That one I could I could go into <laughs> intimate detail about. I I could just spell. I could take a half an hour to an hour te- preaching on it. Yeah. But the news story, I'm done with that one in five seconds. <laughs> I mean, it's just not even close. <laughs> and I guess that's where we have to get really creative and start, you know, embellishing and and really getting into the the feeling of it and imagining the experience of it and just trying to to kind of map it out in as much detail as we can, but. Boy, I don't, I don't know why that is so much harder, but it is. I think it's because because the subconscious mind is used to focusing on the negative things, so it's got used to building those stories a yeah, lot maybe. more effectively than it has in the you know with with the, with the positive side. Um, but like you say, it's it's about focusing not just on the the outcome, but the the feelings that mm-hmm. come with the outcome that you want. And then I think once you've got the feelings, that's when the subconscious then can start going ha. So if I have this feeling, then I can go and do this, and this might happen. That person might behave in this way, or you know. So you can start building your story then with the feelings. I think it's all from the feelings. Mm-hmm. If you haven't got a feeling of what it's going to be like, it is difficult to, to oh, yeah. attach it to, to to an outcome that you want to uh, experience, isn't it? It's very hard, and in fact, the 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 process I'm finding is. It, it, it's almost like I'm overcoming a mental block against positive. <laughs> it, 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 that's what it feels like. I mean, because the, the negative, I can flow with that so easily. The positive, it, it, it's like I I don't dare to create it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't dare to create it. Like, like there's something. There's going to be something wrong with creating it, or, or it won't come out right, or I'll be disappointed, or, or something. I'm not sure exactly what, but for whatever reason, when I, especially when I'm first trying to do, I, I was experiencing it um, just yesterday, actually partly last night, um, with something that I've been trying to manifest. That actually, Louise and I are both trying to manifest, um, and and the focus is there at times. And yet there are also, yeah. I, I can I can simultaneously say when, when I'm trying to focus on it, and and I know I need to get into the feeling place, and I, I can't seem to get there, and I know I need to start creating the details, and I can't seem to create the details, and in the midst of that, it feels like, what does it feel like? I'm, I, I, I'm at a loss for, this is what happened. What, what's happening right now? This is what happens. I just kind of blank. It's just, everything just stops. You know, I, now if I can start telling a really sad story or a depressing story, or one of my normal stories, oh boy, I can just spit those right out. It's the one where I'm trying to create the news stories, like uh, uh, pull it out of the tongue. <laughs> it just won't come out sometimes. <laughs> there are other times it comes out better, and and I know it comes out easier when I'm feeling better. That much I do know for sure. Yeah. That, that's really really clear. Um, it's also really clear that. Most often when I'm trying to create these stories, I am starting from a position of not feeling good. And it's not always so easy when you're in that place to you know, quickly climb out and feel good so you can start manifesting properly. So that that's definitely got to be part of the equation right there. Um, but I don't think it's it the is, whole part. I think you're right. 
Definitely. I think I think what you the, the key to this is getting yourself into a place a place of gratitude. Something that you're grateful for, something that's good that's happened in your life. Mm. So what, what 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 I find works really well is to is to imagine the feelings of a past event that has got similar feelings to the ones that I want to feel with the new outcome I'm trying to create. Mm. If I'm feeling bad, like for example that the article got pulled again, I was disappointed, I was fed up. So. I had to, I had to get myself out of that because I can't create from that space. Not really, no. All I'm going to do is create more things to be fed up and, and depressed about. <laughs> so, right, okay, I'll accept I'm feeling fed up and depressed, which is fine. Not a problem. I'm allowed to feel like that because yes. this has happened, so that's, that's okay. Um, but I don't, I don't choose, I don't want to choose to feel like that anymore. Mm-hmm. So then I'll, I'll use my, some of my tools I've got, which will then be, right, okay, do I need to hold on to this, this feeling? No, I don't. Okay, so I can let that go. So what can I replace it with? And I'll take myself to, I don't know, uh, <laughs> okay, driving the Aston Martin. Ah. So we, we took the Aston Martin for test drive. I'll take myself to that and I'll feel how I felt when that, when I was in the car. I'm doing it now. So a big grin on my face. <laughs> and, and then, it, and then it, I can feel it physically, feel myself filling up with this, this joyful feeling, this happy, grateful feeling. Now, now I'm in a place where I can start creating mm-hmm. because I've got those feelings already and now I can attach those feelings to that outcome that I'm wanting. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Uh, it also leads to a question in my mind. The question I have is, okay, how high do you have to feel? How good does, how, how good does good have to be? As good as you want it to be. You, you can choose that, can't you? So you've, as long as you're choosing a past experience that has the same feelings as the outcome or that you believe the outcome that you wanted to create has, would have, then you've won. You've done it, haven't you? Well, that's true. I, I guess what I'm thinking is, uh, like right now, we're talking and we're doing the show, and I like doing that. And that's always a, a, a enjoyable activity. I wouldn't say it's a super high vibration, but it's definitely in the positive range. It feels good. You know, I enjoy it. It, it but it's not. It's not intense. It's not, whoa! It's not that kind of a feeling. It's more like, oh, this feels good, you know? Like right now, I have my cat in my lap as we're doing this, and the cat's asleep, and he's he's purring, and he's not asleep, actually, he's purring, but, you know, he's enjoying being there. It's very obvious that he's enjoying being there, and that's nice. That's pleasant. But it's not that super high feeling, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to inquire about. I mean, the, the really high vibration is ultimately where we want to be, but we aren't always there. And, like... I, I suppose I could probably find some way to get there from where I am right now because I'm a lot closer than I was, say, at three o'clock this morning. <laughs> but um, you know, it's it's still it's not part of this experience. And and I guess what I'm getting at is so much of what we um, what we think about and what we remember about stuff that feels good or feels bad or what feels whatever is experiencing it now. I mean, to a certain extent, we can we yeah. can remember it, but like I can remember like my wedding day. My wedding day was a was a joyous, wonderful day. It felt great. It felt you know it was a pretty high feeling day. Can I get myself back into that feeling place? I can get close, but I don't really get that same feeling again. So I guess what I'm saying is, getting to that upper level is the challenging part for me. That's the part where I. I Boy, I, I'd love to be able to get there more often because I know that's where I do my best creating. But I, that, that's like that's the step I, I, I always seem to stumble on. I suppose this comes down to celebrating again. 
So wait, because wait, it's it's all about the chemicals that are in your body. So I can I, I can get right perfect example. So if I think about something really bad that happened to me in my past, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to do it now. Good. If I <laughs> if I <laughs> if I did that right now, those feelings will come flooding back, and I go into uh, I could go in. In fact, I have done it by accident. <laughs> I'm sure it's easy to do. Um, yeah. So, so I've just done that now, and I can feel my chest is tightening up. I can feel anxiety. Right. There's actually pain going up into my neck now. So I, I, I can, I think you do pull because your subconscious, if you've, if you've had bad experiences, um, it's like Dr. Joe Dispenza says, if, if you've had bad experiences, a lot of people get stuck. If they've had a bad experience in the past, um, 70 to 80% of their life, they'll be living in that experience. Mm-hmm. They'll be having that anxiety feeling over and over again, day by day, week by week, hour by hour. They're constantly in fight and flight mode. Sure. Because of the, this is, it's what people call post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. Similar sort of thing. But again, it is a, it is a choice to be there and to stay there. People don't realize that it is. So I can, I can now, I can choose to put, I can still got those feelings here. I, I, I'm starting to smile now because I'm, I'm actively thinking about something else. Mm-hmm. That's going to make me happy. So I'm thinking about my wife currently. Uh-huh. Um, and now that's, that's, that's dissipating that those, those anxious feelings are going away. Right. Um, and they're being replaced with something, something happy and I can sure. bring myself back out of it. Right. So I can actively control the feelings and emotions that are in my body. Mm-hmm. Just, but this is only because I've practiced it for years and years and years about doing that. I, I can take myself somewhere and then bring myself back out of it, but out of choice. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what it's about. You can take yourself back to your wedding day. If you if you sat there and you you got yourself right into the situation and remembered it perfectly, you would feel exactly the same as you did when you were back there. It's impossible not to, because your subconscious still has that connection to it. So you, what you're saying is that when I when I say that I'm not getting the full feeling, it's just that I'm not focusing on it long enough. Possibly, yeah, yeah, possibly. For me, anyway, in my okay. experience. Okay. It is a lot easier to do it for the negative things, though. I don't know why, but <laughs> it just is. Um, hang on, I've just got some uh, messages popping up on the screen. Yeah, so for the negative stuff, I can get myself back there really quickly. Mm-hmm. Pulling myself back out of it takes a little bit longer. Yeah. How about because I still spend? Go on. I was just going to say, how about <clears throat> like I was talking about, you know, um, like using the Abraham Hicks scale. Like around seven or eight is like middle is like neutral, and everything above that's positive. Everything below that's negative. Um, let's say you're at five or six, so you're in the low positive range, and you want to get up to yeah. two or three. So, is it about finding an event like thinking about the the wedding and just staying with it for a longer period of time until you finally rise up to the two or three, or even the one? Yeah, I mean it's it it's it's, it's difficult because it's individual for every single person. True. Yeah. If you take back back to your wedding day, you said it was really. You were really up there, but were you really, or were you still only on a five or six? No, on, I do remember on, on the wedding day I wasn't at one, but I was at least three and probably two. Yeah, yeah it was, okay. and, and it was a fairly steady high all day long. In fact, um, the the one thing that <laughs> this is about the only thing that was negative. Well, actually, there are two things. Uh, there were there were two things that were negative that day. One was it was one was a funny negative. Um, the limousine that brought my wife to uh, the place where we had the event. Uh, 
had <laughs> it was <laughs> it, it was put out there by a company that apparently didn't really believe in keeping their vehicles in top mechanical shape. So this oh. one did not have a working reverse. <laughs> And they got to the venue and they got to a place where the only thing to do was to back up so they can complete a term and they couldn't back up. So my wife gets on the cell to my brother, who was my best man, and says, I need you to bring a bunch of guys out here and push the car back. So I'm standing waiting for her to show up. And she's actually a little bit late. And all of a sudden, my brother comes up to me with all these men from the audience following her, following, following him, saying, uh, there's no problem, don't worry about it, we'll be right back. And then the, half the audience leaves, <laughs> which created just a little stress for me. And we actually have a great picture of all these guys pushing the limousine backward. But um, so, so that was the one minor event. The other one that was kind of a negative was that the, the day was such a fun day and there was so much good going on that it went fast. And that's not really terribly negative. It's just like, whoa, boom, it was done. And it was like a good four-hour event, but oh, my God, how fast that went. That that, that was like the worst part of the day. <laughs> but have you seen what's just happened? What? I asked you to think about your wedding day. Yeah. And instantly you focused on the two negative things. Oh, yeah, of course. So maybe that... <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe when, you, when you're trying to get up to this two and, two and three... That's what's happening. So when you're sitting there and, and you're sat in that and trying to get your, your vibration back up from, from, from low down if something's, you know, negative has happened, maybe that's what's stopping you getting right up to the top because there are these two things that your subconscious is going, hang on a minute. But it wasn't that good because this happened. Possibly. Possibly. I, that, I, that's exactly what just happened then. Well, also, I was trying to answer the question because the question you raised was, well, how high was it? And I was saying, well, it was pretty high. That was this is the lowest part of, of of what was a high day. So that was my way of answering that. Is that stuff that I think about a lot? I, I really don't think about the second one at all. The first one I think about occasionally just because it makes a great story. You know, it's a fun story to tell people. You know, and and so now it's actually evolved into a laugh. It's a, it's evolved yeah. into a you know that, that's a fun thing. You know, because Louise and I have decided every wedding has to have one glitch so you can have a good story to tell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't mind it. I don't know if my fancy glitches. What Apart I do remember, the, though, um, what I remember about that day, though, is the the the, the feeling. That, and, and I know this is the gauge I'm kind of using. I remember how it felt. I remember there, there was like a, a constant feeling throughout the day, and it was a little bit on edge, just a little bit on edge, because you know you're wondering: Is the day going to go right? Are the guests going to be happy? Is everything going to be working out just great? But it was also a high edge. It was the edge of, oh, oh, what's happening next? Oh, oh what's going on? What, and it, it felt good. It was just like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> that was the way it felt all day long. And that's the feeling I, can't, I, I have not been able to get back to. So I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe what I do is focus more, spend more time you know, imagining or remembering the event and see if I can get back there. Maybe that's what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. there are, I mean, it's, it's funny because... I get asked this a lot, and I'll read the question that I get asked a lot. Okay. By um, by people, it's, this is one that comes up all the time. You've probably seen it on the groups as well. So it's I've been practicing the law of attraction for a long time now, but nothing I want shows up for me. Mm-hmm. I think I think about and focus on what I want, but still nothing shows up for me. I just keep getting the same old things showing up. Why? Yeah, that, that's a pretty common question. That one 
That you can get, you can yeah. find one of those every day. I think yeah. if you look on Facebook, <laughs> maybe more than one. <laughs> and we've we've just covered it there, really, haven't we? We've, that's what we've been talking about. It's, yeah. it's just happens to be on my on my screen. Um, well, that just happens. That's law of attraction. <laughs> yeah, it is. But again, it's because the majority of people are creating the reality, if you like, by accident. They're not. They're not doing it. On purpose, they're not mm. doing it from a place of of creation. It's just they're just running running along with life, and and things are showing up that are all based around the subconscious programs that are constantly going wee um, and going around in these, these these cycles. So you've got you've got that happening, and my answer to it was you've you've got to get everything in alignment. Mm. So you've got your thought process in alignment your feelings in alignment, and then your actions that you're taking in alignment as well with what you want to show up. And it's those three things that are the most important. But they, they, they are the three things that, that need to be there. And a lot of people only only tend to have the first sort of one, which is they'll focus on the thought, and that's it, and it'll stop there, and then it won't, it won't get into the feeling, which is what we've just been talking about, whereby how do you get that feeling? How do you, how do you have the... Thought, focus on the thing that you want and then turn it into the energy of, of the feeling and then take the action based on the feeling mm-hmm. yeah that's 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 the key that's the key to this stuff while you were describing that an idea came to my mind or maybe it came to my heart i'm not sure which <laughs> it could have been either one <laughs> well, that's where it should be, that's where it should be. <laughs> yeah um a number of months ago uh, Patty Framo used to do the Monday afternoon podcast with me. She's also a life coach. Um, she had to yeah. stop because she had a job change that made it impossible for her to continue. But she gave me a really good suggestion one day when I was I was having a really tough day, feeling really low, and I was complaining that I, I couldn't even seem to remember what the what the various uh, processes or practices are that I could do to climb out. I couldn't even remember what they were. She says, "Well, why don't you just make a list of them?" I mean. When you're not when you're feeling depressed, but when you're feeling better, you know, just start writing down what are the processes that you've used: meditation, or mirror exercises, or affirmations, or whatever else. You just have. So I did. I made a, a list. I've got like 16 items on the list. What occurred to me just now is, I wonder if perhaps what I also need to do is create a list of happy events in my life for me to ref- to reference and work through one at a time on a regular basis trying to play each one out to the point where I can feel it the way I felt it the first time. That'd be a good, absolutely. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah. That is a fantastic idea. Yeah. Because what you can do as well, if you think about it, you can pick, you can pick um, situations and event life events from each area. So for example, if it's something around work, for example, the, the, the workshops that you're, um, you know, that you wanted to set up mm-hmm. and get, get going. If you think back to the past of some, something that you've done in your work life, which has made you feel really good, right? That's one you can use for that. And then you've got relationships. That's your wedding. And then yep. you've got, I don't know, um, when you try to create something, I don't know, like something that you want, an inanimate object like a car or a house or whatever. Mm-hmm. When you bought your first house, or so you've got all these different things that you can you can pull on. You can pull the experience back into your awareness right now. To then create with. Yeah. So, so, I, yeah. 
So I'm thinking having that list that, 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 that maybe make that a practice, a, a daily practice of work through at least one of those items on the list or maybe more than one item on the list and, and, and just spend as much time as, as you can getting into that really, really good feeling place that you experienced when that event happened. I, I have a feeling that's probably a strong thing to do. Um, Jason's asked a couple of questions. I want to uh, share his questions and, and get your take on it, see what your answers would be. Um, first, he says, what are your thoughts on subliminals? Do they really help with manifesting what you want? To be honest, I haven't got much experience with them and I haven't used them, so I can't answer the question. Well, that's fair enough. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can tell you, Jason, what my experience with subliminals is. And I'm, I'm afraid it's not a good one. <laughs> I tried making a subliminal tape and got a little pillow speaker and plugged it into my phone and tried playing it at night to give myself some subliminal messages of you know about things that I want and so forth. And... I can tell you what I manifested. What I manifested was a lack of sleep and a headache. <laughs> it turns out that when I'm, I, I, one of the things that I need, I think probably most people need when they sleep, is to just go into sleep undisturbed. No, not a whole lot of uh, background noise or anything like that. Especially background noise for me because I'm very noise sensitive. Um, and and just even and I had the volume really really low. I mean, you could barely hear it, but it was enough to screw up my sleep. So it, it worked very badly for me <laughs> to put it put it mildly, and then to make matters worse, the little pillow speaker I put it under my pillow, it hurt my ear because my ear was laying on the pillow speaker. <laughs> not, not not the best bit of planning went into that. Not not really. I tried. I tried very hard, but it just did not work really well. <laughs> I think I think the, th the thing with with subliminal messages and things like that is. If you haven't created, if if you haven't created it for yourself, if it's done by somebody else, then it's. It, I don't think it's as effective because it, it, what you're doing when you're visualizing, and then feeling, and then taking action, is you're creating in effect your own subliminals in your own mind anyway. Mm -hmm. So why why do you need an outside an outside um, force putting them in there whilst you lay down with sleep or whatever? I don't, I don't think it's I know some people do use it, and they might get they might get something from it. But for me, I'd, I'd rather be in control of it myself and be able to choose what I put in there. I agree with you. That, I, I think it's important, actually. And, and by the way, the subliminals I created, I created. I mean, I didn't use somebody. I, I actually recorded my own. Um, but it turns out that hearing my own voice while I'm trying to sleep actually keeps me from sleeping. So <laughs> it kind of backfired. <laughs> Let's just say the pillow speaker never got used again after that. It got thrown onto a shelf, and that was it. <laughs> I bet you still got it, haven't you? Probably somewhere. I'm not sure. It's probably in the bedroom. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while. Um, get, get it on eBay. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> well, I think I paid all of $2 for it. It was not, like, real expensive, you know. So. <laughs> um, also, can you? he's asking, can you use more than one technique at a time to speed up the manifesting process? You can use as many as you want. I mean, what, what I tend to find is um, I've got a list of, I don't know, similar to yours, a big list of, of different techniques. Um, what you'll tend to find is, because everybody's different and everybody everybody creates in a different way, so you, you'll have people that, that, that use, um, that find meditation works for them. You'll find people that actively have to speak to their subconscious and, and work with it themselves. Um, you'll, all, all sorts of different techniques that you can use. But it's finding the ones that work for you 
because um, they don't all work for everybody. I mean, I've got a list of, I don't know, 15, 16, 17, I don't know, there's loads on there, but I only tend to use two of them, which work for me, and the, the rest of them, if, even if I try using them, they're just like, <laughs> don't, don't know why. Nothing, nothing happens, I just I just use them and go, well, don't feel very good now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know which ones work for, you can still either make you feel great or they won't. But yeah, it's, it's about finding the ones that work for you, Jason, and, and, and sticking with those, really. That's, that's what I find. I agree with you, 100%. Uh, in fact, I also agree that it, it, how many do you want to use is up to you. I, I try to use as many as I can, literally. How many can I get into the day without interfering with my day? That's what, that's what I aim for. And I, I have a minimum of two a day, minimum. You know, So can you use more than one? I would say not only can you use more than one, you would be smart to use more than one. In fact, uh, the goal, <clears throat> excuse me, the goal in my opinion is to do it not just to do the practices, not just do the processes, but to have them carry over into the rest of the day so that the more time I'm spending on the, in the day in some way focused on what it is that I want and off of what I don't want, which is my big challenge, um, and I think most people's big challenge, <laughs> Whatever I can do to contribute to doing that more and more during the day, I tend to get better results. Um, I get the worst results when I do one process and then spend the rest of the day focusing on what I don't want. <laughs> that's like that. That's the the worst possible result you can get is right out of that. <laughs> but yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I I'm constantly throughout the day. It's it's not just about oh, get up on the morning. I might meditate for I don't know fifteen twenty minutes and and then that's it. No, no, no. I'll be constantly checking my thought processes throughout the day. Um, if something comes up that's a challenge, then I'll check myself, check my thought processes, check how I actually want to feel, mm. and then use whichever technique is suitable and appropriate at that point in time for me to use. So, for example, if I'm if I'm in a busy supermarket or somewhere, I'm not going to sit down and start meditating on the floor, am I? It's Probably not, not. It's not practical. <laughs> it's not practical. But then I can use something like the Sedona method or and, and do it inside my mind and speak to my subconscious and get rid of what I don't want and replace it with something I do. So it's about choosing what works in the specific situation you're in throughout your day. Because I, I, I'm constantly doing it on a, on a hour-to-hour, minute-to-minute basis. Sometimes I'll be, I'll be running on... Um, I'm running on autopilot. Don't realise I'm on autopilot. And all of a sudden I'll go... Ah, <laughs> get back to the present moment. I'm aware I've been running on autopilot. I'm doing this. I don't really want to be, so let's change that. And it's like that throughout the day. Um, and it, like you say, it's choosing. It's choosing to use the ones that work for you and that are appropriate for wherever you are and, and what you're doing, really. And and that speaks to the idea of try everyone you can try, at least once, maybe yeah. twice, just so you can find out. Yeah. You know, is, is it effective for you? Because really. The only way to know whether or not a process works is, is to try it and see if you get a result, and a positive result, one that you like. Um, and it's going to be different for every person. And uh, something I like to remember that Joel told me about, which is no matter what you're doing, no matter what practice you're doing, no matter whether you believe in the law of attraction or not, no matter what spiritual practices you've got, no matter any of it, it all comes down to what you believe. If you believe it, then it's true. If you don't believe it, it's not true. It's literally that straightforward. It's what you believe. Do you believe it? Do you believe that if you take two aspirin, your headache will go away? 
then it will go away. It has nothing to do with the aspirin. It has to do with your belief. Do you believe that if you believe in the law of attraction, the law of attraction exists and will work for you? If you do, then guess what? The law of attraction exists and it works for you. If you don't, guess what? It doesn't exist and it doesn't work for you. <laughs> it's just that straightforward. What do you believe? <laughs> and you can. And then, and then I suppose the, the next step on that is is you can choose what you want to believe and don't want to believe. So yes. you can change those belief systems step by step as well. So there's tools to do that as well, isn't there? That's right. Which is which is great because if you've been brought up and run a certain way to to, to sit in a place of of lack and of poverty and this is where you're supposed to be, actually, you can change that mm. if you decide to by changing your mindset, doing new things, making new choices and gradually shifting away to to a place of abundance. So mm. there's lots of people that have done that throughout their lives. I've seen them do it. I've, I've got clients that have done it. And, and the, the, the whole process just blows me away every time. <laughs> Someone's gone from this place of being, oh, no, I can't afford this, I can't afford this, this, this is happening, this bad thing's happening. All of a sudden, they're like, what's just happened? Where right. am I? How's it? How have I got all these things? What? what, what? And, and it's, it's, it's that that change it's just huge, but it's happened gradually over a, a period of time. Yeah. But because it's happened gradually, they haven't noticed it until they've suddenly got there and gone, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, everybody else Which notices is, it except you. You're the, you're, you're the one who notices it last. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's a strange thing very strange thing I mean it reminds me of the story that I've told about how I was working on a process that Sean Aker are you familiar with Sean Aker Sean Aker uh, was a graduate from Harvard University and he was one of the first students in the positive psychology program that they started there a few years back uh, and, and he was also um, a teacher's assistant to the guy who uh, chairs the department um and he has since developed a, an entire career based on teaching the principles that have come out of the various studies that the positive psychology movement have created and, and introduced to the population. Well, in his first book called The Happiness Advantage, he shared five different things that uh, studies show if, if you do them, doing any one of them is going to help you get into a better place and be more productive yeah. and have a happier life and so forth. Um, and if you can somehow manage to do all five of them, then it's a huge boost. But he recommends just doing like one or two of them. Well, one of those processes is every time you, you go somewhere, and I would do this when I would go out on my walks on the uh, the rails to trails path nearby. Um, every time that you're out doing something and, and there are people that you're passing uh, on foot, not so much in cars, but on foot, um, as you pass somebody, you want to either greet them or smile at them or both. And, and the rule I follow is is kind of like the distance rule. If they're farther away, you just kind of wave and, and smile. If they're close by and you're, you're passing shoulder to shoulder, then you also greet them. Hi, how you doing? Something like that. And I made a practice to do that and try to put a smile into it and just keep doing that. And it was hard for me at first because uh, I was very – I've always been very introverted. So it's been – it was tough for me to get it going. But I finally got it going. And I was doing it every single time I went out and every single day. And it kind of almost got to be habitual, which is good. You know, I, I had to remember to do it, but once I got into it, you know, you get to, to that flow, right? The flow gets going, and so it becomes easier to keep going with it. And so that's what would happen. And every single day I'd go out and do this. Well, one day I went out, and I just wasn't feeling up to it. I mean, I was not having a great day. 
I was not having a bad day. I just wasn't having a great day. I was like, uh, sort of like, uh, does things don't feel quite right, but they don't feel real bad. It was one of those days. So I just said, oh, screw, screw the interaction. I'm just go out, gonna go out and take the walk. And as I'm walking along, these people are passing me and they're giving me these big, big smiles. I'm thinking, what's going on here? <laughs> what is going on? I don't understand. I liked it, but this is a different experience. Why was I experiencing this? So I took out my phone and took, you know, looked at the phone in selfie mode and saw I had this big grin on my face. And I didn't know it. <laughs> so ultimately, I guess the point of that story is ultimately it can become automatic if you just keep doing it over and over and over and over again. And it just Absolutely. becomes part of your new habitual programming, which is ideal. <laughs> Yeah, and, and that's that's how the subconscious mind works, isn't it? It's, it you, you can you can train it train it by repetition to do to do anything anything you desire and mm. want it to do really, mm-hmm. um, which is which is a fantastic place to be in if you understand that you can do that. Right. Um, but then it's then it comes down to the um, it comes down to being disciplined with it and, um, and and making sure that you know you're dedicated to changing it and keeping going. Until it does become habitual, that's the that's the difficult part for most people. People start and stop and give up because they can't see the change. But even if you can't see the change, keep going and keep going and keep going, and then eventually you'll be like, ah, it's happened, <laughs> and it just turns up, and that's it. It's done. And that's what that actually is. What led to the first questions that I, I raised in this particular podcast today, because I've been doing stuff long enough now that. I recognize, well, things don't always show up when I'm wanting them to, but I, I should keep going anyway. But what happens over time is I'm still doing my processes, but now I'm recognizing I need to do more throughout the day. I need to get my, I, I need to, to try to reach that good feeling throughout the day as much as I can. And yeah. it's almost like I went back to square one. It's almost, it's almost like I completely forgot that despite the fact that X hasn't shown up yet. I shouldn't keep doing the processes. You know, I should keep right on going. You know, it's, it's almost like I forgot that part. <laughs> now I'm still doing the daily thing. I'm 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 still doing my mirror exercises in the morning. I'm I'm doing a little meditation at night. I uh, Louise and I do a thing we call three three good things. It's kind of like a gratitude thing. Three three things that happened during the day that were good things that we talk about to kind of remind ourselves and get back into the feeling of it. So I, I still have like my daily processes I do, but now it's gotten to the point where I want more. I want I, yeah. I want to make it a more permanent part of my experience, knowing that if I do that, then stuff's going to flow more easily, and it's going to be easier to mm-hmm. let go of those oars and let the stream, you know, have its way with me. <laughs> but you say that let, letting go of the oars and, and, and the universe having its way with you, but actually, by doing that, you're only giving away your power to yourself because it's you that's creating it in the, in the first place. It's true. It's your, your thoughts and feelings and actions are creating that creating that reality. It's not the universe that's that's doing it for you. Yes, mm-hmm. the, the things in the universe are morphing and changing, and circumstances and people and places and things are turning up for you. But it's all based on how, what you thought, then what you felt, and the action that you've taken to create that that experience in front of you. Mm-hmm. So it's you're not actually giving any power away to anything else, um, which we touched on before, haven't we? With, with the uh, giving it away to a higher power, you're not doing that. You, you are your own higher power. You're creating everything in your in your awareness and in your reality. So, yeah. and yet, and yet there's something to be said for letting go. I mean, I 
I got my wife by letting go. Literally. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I know this, this newspaper article is going to go in on Sunday because I've let go of it now instead of worrying about whether or not it is or isn't. Um, and, and focusing on the things that are going to happen afterwards. So yeah, it's, you, you do let, it's not about letting go of your power as such, such. It's about letting go of an outcome turning up in a certain way. Yeah. Trying to control the way it turns up, I think, isn't it? Well, I think, I think it's about letting go of the angst. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Letting like- go of the, of the, um, of the anxiety around something yeah. that you really want to happen happening. <laughs> it's a strange it's thing. Stop- yeah, it's that that stops it being creative because actually if, if you're in that angst and that anxiety of it turning up, you're actually they're negative feelings. There's things that are going to stop stop it showing up because it's worry. It's it's not it's not a positive energy that you're sending out, is it? Not really. No. So so what we're actually <laughs> really trying to do here is we're not just trying to do our our daily processes, and we're not just trying to maintain our focus. We're trying to maintain our focus on what we want without slipping into focusing on what we don't want without realizing that we slipped into focusing on what we don't want. That's really where we're going to. <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to do one without the other. <laughs> yeah. And I think the key to doing that is again, it's just checking yourself at points throughout the day. Because if it, the easiest way to check yourself is when I started talking about the newspaper article, then I got some anxiety. I could feel it, mm-hmm. which I'm going to have to get rid of now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> again, I'm going to have to do it again, but this is what it's about, you see. So now, now I've felt that, I can feel that anxiety, now I can check, check where it's coming from, and then I can use my tools to shift it, get rid of it, and replace it with something that's nice and mm. positive, and focus on something else that's, that's going to get me back into that, that state of being. So, but that's, that's what it is, it's checking, you, you know when you're off track, because you don't feel good, you don't feel right. You feel anxious, you feel scared, you feel nervous, you feel worried, whatever it may be. So you, you, you can check it. As long as, as soon as you get a feeling that's not quite right, stop, get yourself into the present moment, check it, accept that it's there, and then decide how you want to feel afterwards. That's, mm-hmm. that's it. That's, that's the whole, it's a dead simple process. It's not easy to do, but it is after practice. And that's what it's about, practicing it. But every time you feel bad, stop, check it, accept it, change it for what you do want, or choose to feel a different way, and then move forward. And that's it. That's the whole the whole thing. You've done it. Uh, Sarah's got a question that uh, she wanted to ask as well. Um, let me get over to my uh, my notepad, because it becomes easier for me to actually see it when it's there. I don't know what it is. I can't read the, the Facebook type. It's too small. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's get the copy here. Hold on. Something didn't quite copyright. No, not that kind of copyright. Okay, she says <laughs> I. <laughs> she says I've applied. I've applied for a job I really want. It's my perfect dream job. Any advice or tips to help me get it? So we're at the. We, we've sent the application off. That's that's what we've done. Yes. So far. Yes. So you've you've already taken action to move towards what you want, which is fantastic. So well done for that. Absolutely well done for that. Right. Um, now, now, it's about really for me where I go with this. I'd, I visualize myself doing that job, having that job, seeing the paycheck come in, and 
feeling, getting the feelings, sitting with them, the feelings of it already being, being, being there, going to work, whatever it, I don't know what job it is, but I don't know. So which desk you'll, imagine your desk, imagine the people you'll be working with, imagine the, how much you're going to get paid, what that's going to look like, what you're going to do with that money, um, where you're going to go, you're going to book holiday, I'll, I'll just, just make up all these stories, positive stories about what's going to happen once, once that happens, once you've got the job, um, and feel that. And also, another thing that I've always done, which has worked fantastically for me, is with the actual interview process. So, I'll play out the interview process mm. and what, how I want that to go in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So I'll imagine the questions I'm going to get asked, the fact that I've already prepared for it. I know what the answers are going to be. I know what questions I'm going to ask them about the role, all, all, all these different things. And also them offering me the job at the end of the interview or at least telling me what the next process is and, and telling me that I've got through to that and how that'll make me feel. So you can you can actively create how that's going to go before you get there, which is what I did with the the uh, the meeting with the the Church of England as well. Right, right. I, I, I created those outputs before I even... So I knew how it was going to go before I even sat down, before I even went in that room. Because um, you'd already played it in out. In effect. Yeah, you've already played it out. You've already created the outcomes, you've felt them, and then the action is going and doing it. But you, you're going in there with the belief that that's exactly how it's going to happen, and that's mm-hmm. how, exactly how it's going to work. And it generally does, if you've done it right. Yeah. But it's about feeling it. You've got to feel it, and it's got to be real. Yeah. Then, you, then, then your mind believes it. Neville Goddard says, assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled, and... His process is very similar to what you just described. He actually makes it even more simplified. He says, imagine that the result has been achieved, whatever that result is. In this case, you got the job. What happens immediately after you got the job? I mean, you're you're standing or maybe you're standing in front of the person who's offering you the job. Maybe you're on the phone, getting the phone call saying you've been offered the job. Whatever it is, what happens next? Do you reach out and shake hands with them? Do you do a little yeah, jig? Yeah. Do you dance? Yeah. Do you jump up and down? Do you yell wahoo? Whatever, what is it that you do? And that's the thing that you keep replaying in your mind over and over again. And guess what that is? That's celebration. That's celebration, that is. Celebration. So that's it. You feel the feelings and then you celebrate immediately once you've got those feelings. Mm-hmm. You've played it out. You've got to where you want to be. The outcome's happened. You've shaken hands on the job, whatever it may be. And then you celebrate the hell out of it inside your body feel those celebration feelings coming out it's awesome yeah it's awesome yeah <laughs> but it works it works 100 percent works it does it does and the cool thing is that since it is a job that is your dream job it's a job that you would love to do it shouldn't be all that difficult to imagine what it's like to get the job and what's going to happen when you get the job what you're going to be doing i mean you that that should be pretty easy to imagine because it's the dream job. It's the one that you really want. You know, so you just grab those details that have always been there in the back of your mind and that becomes the basis for what happens next. Yeah, right? Yeah, it is. That's, That's a cool. really, really, really simple one to do and a really, really, just go have fun with it. The main thing is having fun with it and enjoying it, enjoying the whole process. If you're enjoying it, the nerves can't get the better of you. If you're enjoying it, you're not going to have the fear. If you're enjoying it, you can create whatever you want. 
Yep, absolutely true. Now, Anne Marie had a follow up to this, and I, I'm not so much sure if it was actually a question or an observation, but it's got a question mark on it, so we'll, we'll treat it like a question. But she says, uh, specifically to you, what about that amazing end question for the job interview? <laughs> no, I'm Marie's. Well, you know, I'm Marie's one of my clients. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I forgot what it is now. It depends what job you're going for, but a question you can ask in an interview right at the end to create an outcome that you want. It works really well. This is this is one I, I used to use all the time. Was um, ask the interviewer right at the end. Is there anything else I need to do in order to be the top candidate for the role? Now, there are two answers you can give. There's no, which means you've got the job. That's right. <laughs> or at least you've got through to the next stage because he wouldn't be saying no. Or is yes, you could have done this. Or it would have. Or can you tell me a bit more about this? So you're allowing yourself the time to fill in the gaps that you possibly missed throughout the interview as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. But usually what they'll say is no, and then, then immediately you'll say, okay, when can I start? Yeah. <laughs> the assumptive <laughs> close. I love the assumptive close. <laughs> I rarely re- use it myself. But... <laughs> that's good, though. That's good. Yeah, that's basically taking control at the end of the interview, which is the best time to do it, because that's when you, you're you going for the one answer or the one response that you're looking for, which is you've got the job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it does. It'll work. It'll work if you if you do it in the right way. It's got to come across confidently, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you got to be confident throughout the interview. That that makes it easier to be confident at the end. Yeah, but if you've already visualised how that how that interview is going to play out anyway, that's the confidence. Um, you're already in that state of mind. You're already in the right place and the right vibrational energy to 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 go through that interview and turn up as that person you want to be to get that job. Because mm-hmm. you've already got it in your mind. Mm-hmm. So it's so powerful. You go to sit down in front of somebody when you already know you've got the job. It, 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 you're just in such such a nice place sat in front of them in that interview. You know you've already done it. Even if it's just from a mindset point of view. Mm-hmm. It, it just works. It's, it's fantastic stuff. That's pretty strong. That's pretty powerful. Um as usual, I had a great follow-up question, and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I love it when you do that. So I it gives know. Me a, gives me a breathing space. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it tied in directly to what we were just talking about there. It tied into, you know, you, you're, you're kind of ramping. Oh, no, let's not put it. You're, you're kind of ramping up to that, that finale, and at that finale, you're asking your, your, your end question, as you called it, and the end question is, yeah. is basically the setup, you know, like what, what else do I have to do to, in order to get this job? Um, basically driving home. I want this job. I'm ready for it. Yeah. I'm the person for you to hire, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's it, exactly. And, and that's how it comes across as well, that you're, it's very rare. Other people, unless they use that before, will will ask that question. They'll just finish the interview and, and go home and <laughs> sit there worrying if whether or not they've got the job. Right. <laughs> but at least you, you, you've touched on them that you actually, that's excited and and focused on having this job. That's what you want. You've shown them that that's really what you want. You're not there just just to have an interview. You're there because you want that bloody job. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why it works. Especially if it's a your it dream job. Them, yeah, it gives them the right 
it pulls them up to the same vibrational energy that you're at. Yeah, that's a good point. They haven't got a choice to be there, so so it's it's power. It is powerful. Oh, I know what the question was. The, the the technique that you just described is great, and obviously when we're trying to do something like a job interview, we're trying to maintain that nice, steady, positive feeling throughout. Um, but what we also find when we are dealing with, quote, reality, unquote, is that we get detours, and we get sidetracks, and we get, uh, you know, it, we, we get tracks that we didn't expect. And so now we have to zig and zag and kind of try to get ourselves back on track, get ourselves back into that good feeling place. So if we're in the middle of a job interview and we find ourselves detoured, tangented, you know, we're on a tangent and we didn't want to be on this tangent, what's the best way to get back? How do you get back to that good feeling place again? Because you're doing it on the fly. You're doing it kind of like, you know, doing it on your feet, so to speak. I mean, for for me, it's, it's again, it's about bringing yourself back into the present moment. So... I, 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 you know what mine is, I'll clap my hands together. Right. Nobody, the, the person in front of the interview doesn't know what you're doing, but I'll, I'll clap my hands together and bring myself back into the present moment. I'll probably even say, oh, I went off on a bit of a tangent, then let's get back on track. Something like that. So you've made them aware that you've realised that you've gone off track. So, mm. and pulled yourself back in. So they, they know now that you've, you, you're able to do that as well. So that's a positive. That's um, true. And then, and then go, go down the track that you actually, wanted to in the mm-hmm. first place back yeah. on plan back on plan as it were well what you're really doing is you're taking uh you're, you're determined and and consciously taking control of where you want your life to be even when you sense that it's sliding off in a direction you don't want it to go to like nope we're not going there i'm pulling it back over here pulling it back over there yeah. so you can do that in, in everything but i mean the, the beauty with with job it's like anything and any, any potential situation in your life you're in 100% control of where it goes and what happens. Right. That person that can ask you some questions, that's fine, but you can choose how you answer them. You can steer the, the, the interview in the direction that you want it to go by saying asking questions back. You're, in, you're actually in control of the whole situation, not the person that's interviewing you. This is true. Which is, which is a great place to be. And that's a great way to wind up uh, the discussion today. Hey, Steve, before we leave, tell people how they can reach out oh. to you as a life coach. Um, I can't, I just can't believe we've... I know, isn't it, um, it flies by, doesn't it? It's crazy. Um, but yeah, they can reach out to me either on Facebook, at Steve Rowell, you can direct message me on there, that's fine, I'll always get back within a matter of hours usually. Um, you can check out my website at www.dolifeonpurpose.com and Instagram, Steve, so that's S-T-E dot that's ste.rowell, R-O-W-E-L-L. So, yeah, any of those mediums, find me a message, get in touch, we'll have a chat. I'm always up for, um, for having a, a, a... You can book a free free consultation with me, free chat. We'll have a talk about things. Good stuff. Yeah, I'll, probably give you a load of, I'll probably give you a load of free stuff around the law of attraction because I can't help myself. It's about <laughs> about it, but, <laughs> but, yeah, just... just yeah, I'll have a chat with me, and we'll see where it goes. That's just good funny, stuff. Man. I love it. All right. Well, Steve, I'll be uh, talking to you uh, later on this week on Thursday. Thank you to our live stream listeners and to our regular podcast listeners as well. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.